to Drawn Out, a podcast about Disney animated film. I'm your host, Brooke. I'm your other host, Chase. And we have a mini-sode today. We have a mini-sode? Oh my god, you didn't tell me. I'm kidding, that wouldn't make any sense. I was about to say, what? what? <laughs> I, I, that's not a good bit, Chase. <laughs> Listen, sometimes improv means you have to say yes and to bad things. That's not true. I'm just not funny. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> what was funny is what happened when we sat down to watch our short today. It was really funny. I asked you how your uh, how your summer job was going and if you regret going back to that particular company. Mm-hmm. And you said, kind of, but it's better than having no it's boyfriend. better than not having, having a boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> Which I would never pick a boyfriend over a job, A. Um, we know this. <laughs> Yeah. Have I dumped guys because career? Well, I mean, as much a career as I have, yeah. But I meant to say job, and it's the worst Freudian slip I've ever had, I mm-hmm. think. Eh, probably not the worst, but it's up there. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't call it a Freudian slip. I literally, like, have zero desire to have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's true. Your taste in men tends to be uh, fictional. You know, no man will ever compare to either Gansey. <laughs> Uh, from the Raven Boys, mm-hmm. or Prince Philip. I, that, no, you know? That, those are your boys. You know, if you can't slay a dragon for me, then what are you doing here? Like, I'm not gonna pull all the weight myself. Thank you very much. Um, so, the short that we watched. <laughs> we kind of watched two. We started one, and then said, nah, not so much. We started Once Upon a Mouse, which was 30 minutes long, and the quality of the video we had was not very great. Um, so we just kind of gave up on it. Like, it premiered with Fox and the Hound, and it was really cool, and I think it's kind of cool to think about that, because, like, Fox and the Hound was their, like, big moneymaker of the and, 80s. And it was the 20th Disney animated film. And, like, five years after Walt had passed, so to do, like, a... Sp- like, 15. I can't do math. 67? He passed in 66. 66. And 81, 81 would yeah, be... Yeah, that'd be 15. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 15. <laughs> Okay, so 15 years. I just, you know, didn't carry a one. It's fine. Um, after a while. And so it was kind of cool to, like, see that perspective. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I didn't want to sit through 30 minutes of that shaky, unrestored VHS tape mm-hmm. footage. Which, so Once Upon a Mouse has only ever been released on VHS or Laserdisc. Um, so, yeah, we weren't really going to watch either of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we ended up watching a totally different short. One that I'd kind of been thinking about mm-hmm. uh, for this last month. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited we did get to sit down and watch it. Yeah, it's called Fun with Mr. Future from 1982. That's an excellent title for it, I feel like. I definitely like walked away going, like, I would call that short Fun with Mr. Future. Yeah. I think that works. Yeah, Mr. Future is a skeleton of an animatronic head. It's pretty creepy, honestly. Yeah. Definitely that uncanny valley in, like, the worst way. Yep. And talking about, you humans sure think a lot about the future. And, um, yeah. Here's t- let's take a look at it. And it cu- cuts to an animated short, animated bit of a mad scientist plugging, you know, basically plugging in all the modern household conveniences, like a vacuum and a blender and toasters and all of it, and just acting like it was a big evil plan or something. And, yeah, it was just kind of like a big giant energy hog, you know? Like, I definitely yeah. saw those things in the 90s, but it was like a anthropomorphic pig running around, yeah. plugging everything in. Yeah, and then at the end, there's like fire, and he laughs, and, and I was, I was, I was not, I was not, um, it was very unsettling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I 
still find the robot more unsettling. Yeah, the robot was unsettling. But, but like, immediately after this bit, we're, we're like, oh, okay. The robot says, I like you. You have good faces. Yeah. Which is something that a robot would only say when they're going to steal your face. Especially when it's a robot who doesn't have a face. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely... Did, oh, my God. Did I ever tell you? I was When I was working at Starbucks... And I also was watching the television show Hannibal at the time. And there's a specific serial killer who, like, is building a mural out of dead bodies. And so he, like, kidnaps people for their skin color for the specific shade for his mural. It's really gross. But at the time that this episode premiered, and I was working at Starbucks, in the drive-thru, hand a lady her coffee, whatever it was. Couldn't tell you what it was. Because as soon as I handed it to her, she goes, oh, you have nice skin. Like, as her hand touches mine. And I was just like, thanks. (laughs) Have a good day. I would like to not be murdered at the end of my shift. Thank you very much. (laughs) Who says you have nice skin? Like, that's the thing the awkward guy says on the date. That's the thing. It's literally the line in Harry Potter. I don't know. It's it's something I say to people all the time because I'm conscious of it. There's a difference between you don't have acne on your face. Like the you like that's what people usually mean when they say, "Oh, you have nice skin." Like, okay, you don't have acne, which maybe I come from a privileged position of not having acne. <laughs> you really do. I really do. <laughs> you really. However, do. it doesn't like acne doesn't bother me. Like. I don't like when people comment on how much acne you have, because I'm like, dude, that is not something that anybody has control over. Mm-hmm. Your body makes oils. We don't entirely understand how acne even happens. Like, the science of it is difficult to determine. I'd- anyway, I'm digressing. She was not saying I have nice, clear skin and I don't have acne. That is not at all what she was saying. It was like my hands. She was touching them and said I had nice skin. And that's exactly what that robot man reminded me of. <laughs> I hope that lady doesn't listen to this podcast because that's terrifying. She's, she's still stalking you. Yeah, probably. The robot says, I like you. You have good faces. I can trust you with this vision of the future. And it cuts back to a day in the life of this animated family, mom, dad, kid, poodle. Very Jetsons vibe. Mm. There's a couple things about it that I liked. Uh, they definitely have, like, dad pick up the briefcase and then hand it to mom, and mom goes to work, which I was like, hey, that was mm-hmm. a nice, that was a nice Yeah, people. dad works at home, and but they were just showing, like, potential future modern conveniences, yeah. like um, instant breakfast. Uh, she literally, mom literally has a remote that programs breakfast. Yeah, t- she meant to do oatmeal, the kids ended up being a pie. No, she turned it back into oatmeal. Mm-hmm. The kid put it away, and the l- robot that makes lunch just is like, okay, you're gonna eat your oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. Um... And then there was, like, a machine that was, like, you stand in the shower, you turn the knob, the machine comes down, and you're ready to go when it comes up a second later, Mm -hmm. which is very nice. Yeah, that would be a dream. I mean, that is kind of how I already get ready in the mornings. Um, I just tumble out of bed, throw on some clothes. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky if they match. Mm -hmm. That's not entirely true. I I am a Gemini, and I do care a lot about how I present myself to Mm -hmm. the world. But there are a lot of days where that presentation is, I want to look like a disgruntled teenage boy with a skateboard. (laughs) So that's why I wore flannel and jeans to work today. I'm not wearing the flannel right now. I took it off because it's it's like your boots. Oh, yeah, my boots that I intentionally didn't lace up today. Anyway, uh, Uh, so the future, uh, mm -hmm. some of the things are absurd, like the one-minute shower and clothing wardrobe. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, some of the things are absolutely not absurd, which was really cool to, mm-hmm. like, see and compare, because we're 30 years, almost 40 years from the release of this short. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, hey, you have a personal computer and you can work from home. And, like, you know, it's absurd how much we don't work from home. When we totally could. Yeah. Yeah, I can... If 90% of your job is answering emails and coordinating things, there's no reason for you to be in the office. Mm-hmm. Dad works from home from his personal computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I his really, typewriter. I liked the gag of him, of it, the screen moving like a typewriter. And... The ding when it hits the end. It was very cute. I really mm-hmm. liked that gag. Mm-hmm. It's funny because that's such an outdated reference for us. Like, I never had to type on a typewriter. Mm-hmm. But it is Still enjoy funny. it. Very, very funny. Yeah, sorry, Tom Hanks, we don't have typewriters. Please send us one of yours. (laughs) (laughs) I like the mom. Like, she's doing fashion design on her computer at Mm -hmm. work, which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. And then the kid's doing his homework on a computer at school. No, like, I've been to classes, I've I've taught in classes where I didn't have to do anything because everything was on the computers. Yeah, oh, um, I work in a school that gives all their students Chromebooks for the year. Yeah. So a lot of the times I will come into class and it's like, okay, their homework is on Google Draw- uh, Google Classroom. Mm-hmm. They know what to do. Yeah. And they do it. Yeah, in my, in, my, in my district, every classroom ha- has a has a cart with laptops on mm. it. And so mm-hmm. they, they can't take it home, but it's available to them in every class. Yeah. And they have one assigned to them. The way technology really has shaped our future. Oh, yeah. While not a lot like this short, is in some ways similar. I think my favorite thing is, like, you see it in a lot of those future videos, like, the robot hands and the robot stuff mm-hmm. that does the menial labor tasks. Oh, yeah, totally. And we thought, like, oh, robots will make our lives more efficient. Like, they'll mm-hmm. pour the milk into our cereal bowl. They'll have the clothes out of the closet mm-hmm. for us. And I love watching robot videos of robots trying to do menial tasks because <laughs> they can't. And it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was one where um, the robot was vacuuming. And it accidentally vacuumed up the dog, and mm. that made me laugh because my cat Sushi is very not okay with our. Uh, we got my mom got herself a Roomba for Mother's Day last mm. month, and so it was out and about. I think it was just yesterday. It was out in the hallway, and Sushi like she didn't want to be in my room anymore. She wanted to go lay on a bigger bed, and. I, I have the smallest bed in the house for some reason. <laughs> your house, your bed's not even that small. It's a twin. I guess. It's a, I, like, it literally couldn't be smaller and still fit an adult, <laughs> which is not a problem because I am the size of a child. <laughs> and it's also not a problem if you are a cat. Oh, you would be surprised. I wouldn't because I know my cat. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I know how cats are, but, um. <laughs> I, I feel, no, like, I feel like that's Sushi's deal because once I, once I switched from a, from a full to a twin to mm. have, to have a better mattress, um, she started hanging out in my brother's room. <laughs> a lot more, even when he was being really mean to her because he has a queen bed. <laughs> Cats are so funny. Yeah, so she was so scared of it being out in the hallway that she sat on the desk for a little while. Mm. She jumped up and sat on this desk that we were recording. <laughs> right where your computer is now. Aww. What a little cutie. She's a good girl. But the but the Roomba, like the, not the Roomba, the, the vacuum. It's a Roomba. Yeah. The, the, with the, a hand. Roomba cloth. with a hand and a head thing. I don't know. The head is the hand. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. it vacuums at the dog and the dog for the rest of the short is like a little puff ball. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. I did love the ending with the dog where like mm-hmm. mom and dad get into bed and the dog whines mm-hmm. and so dad has to get up to let the dog out. I love it for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, they're like, aha, robots won't let your dog out for you. Like, you still gotta do that. Mm-hmm. But then two, oh, robots will absolutely let my dog out today. I can absolutely program a doggy door mm-hmm. 
to let my dog out with the touch of a button from my bed. Mm -hmm. I don't have that. We just have, you know, old-fashioned doggy doors. Mm -hmm. But also, the way that he was walking, because he was, like, already basically asleep. So he was, like, slumped over himself, like... It was way more than a caveman walk. He was, like, folded all the way in half. Yeah. Well, and also I think that uh, we haven't talked about animation style in a <laughs> long time, um, but this is so clearly the 80s. Yeah. The like, early 80s, the way they're caricaturized. It reminded me more of, like, the, the Beatles movie Yellow Submarine mm. or, or um, Rocky and Bullwinkle more than mm. it did, like, okay. Disney. It wasn't, yeah. like, what, it's not what you think of. Yeah, lots of um, harsh angles and mm-hmm. bright colors. Yeah, and I thought it was funny the way they animated, like, the mom and the dad, like, kissing each other good morning, goodbye, good night. <laughs> yeah. It was just like they would stand there, they're facing forward, and then their lips would just go to the side and meet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Which, was really cute and silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, it was a cute, silly little short, apart mm-hmm. from the horrifying Mr. Robot. Yep. Mr. Mr. Future. Future. Yep. Robot of, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there was a long bit about personal computers. Yeah. And then he started singing Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, Mm -hmm. which is um, the theme song from the the Carousel of Progress from the old uh, Tomorrowland. And that was it. And I... I'm glad we watched it, but I still, I don't think we, I don't know if I, I liked it. Like, I'm Yeah, probably, I'm glad we watched it. I don't I'm, think I liked it. <laughs> I'm probably going to have nightmares about Mr. Future. Did you, so Mr. Future was supposed to be like a series of Epcot or an Epcot promo video or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And they ended up re-cutting the footage for this, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Um, oh, the other thing they thought was fun, uh, hologram TVs. Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Participatory television that's yeah. not Black Mirror I have never watched Black Mirror. I will never watch Black Mirror. It is extremely not my thing. I haven't. Can't say I never will. I don't know. I sometimes have moods. Oh, maybe I'll watch San Junipero. Mm. And that's it. 3D Skype interactions are the new up and coming thing. Um, that's the closest we've gotten for like holograms, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was cool. Have you ever like watched a video of the guy? He like holograms his daughter. It's really cute. I'm going to show it to you after this recording. Mm -hmm. Um, So how close are we to the holodeck? Difficult to say. I am terrified of the concept of de-atomization and re-atomization. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, holodeck is like the the, hologram thing. Yeah, you're mixing up your Star Trek technologies. Listen, I've never seen one gosh darn episode of Star Trek (laughs) in my whole life in the 28 years of my existence. Now, we all know how old I am. I've never seen an episode of Star Trek. You're missing out. I don't think so, actually. Like, I get that people like it, and that's awesome that people enjoy campy sci-fi. I took a long time to enjoy Doctor Who. Like, modern Doctor Who? Yes. Oh, damn. Yes. Mm. Didn't love Star Wars until Clone Wars happened. So that's me and my whole situation explained mm, in a is, lot of ways. That is, that is a situation. <laughs> Donica, we got a fixer. Just take the microphone. Donica, Donica, where are you? <laughs> and what else do we have to talk about? We talk about a handful of things. We could talk about... Toy Story comes out mm-hmm. um, next this weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. So we should go see and that. 
Well, and it turns out I am um, leaving for my trip a day later than I thought we were. So we could. We could. Mm -hmm. What else? Walt Disney World uh, pass prices are getting a major hike. That is literally, if you Google Disney News, Walt Disney World pass price hike. Yeah. It's like $350 more now. It's like a lot of money. And I'm like, cool, glad I don't live in Florida. Not that I'm, you know, mine's cheap. (laughs) But yeah, I have a friend in, in Texas who said, who's a big Disney friend, um, big, big, big Disney person, especially the parks. And she she said something along the lines of, like, I'm just going to measure everything in um, Walt Disney World passes. Okay, ma'am, all the repairs on your car, car are going to be about $1,200. Oh, you mean one Walt Disney World pass? <laughs> uh, the rent is about $2,500. Oh, so like two Walt Disney World annual passes? Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that's, you know, not a terrible way to think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, is Galaxy's Edge worth it? You tell me. You've been. Okay, so here's the thing. If I didn't have a pass, let's let's look at it from a non-pass perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, talk a whole lot. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to, you know, like, you got to enjoy the magic. Mm-hmm. But I, what I will say, w- should you pay $150 to... Pull the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon? Excuse me? And the answer is yes. That one moment is worth everything. I don't need to do it twice like I did the hyperdrive once. But that moment of pulling the hyperdrive is the, like, most powerful experience. I did a lot. Like, okay, so let me take you guys <laughs> through my Galaxy's Edge. I, I lied. I am going to talk about it yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, did I talk to you even, like, did I talk to you about it? Like, you have haven't. Even, okay, great. The only, the only so thing I don't I've feel heard, bad doing it. We, we talked about lightsabers the other day. Yeah, lightsabers. And the, and I should have brought my lightsaber and then I could... I'm going to record my lightsaber when I get home and just, like, <laughs> edit in the audio. <laughs> Ugh, okay, so let me walk you guys through my day. Uh, so starting off, my friends were really great because it was, like, close to my birthday. And so I ended up with two chunks of time in Galaxy's Edge instead of one reservation, which is awesome. And I love them very much and I'm super grateful. So... We get in, and the first thing we do is we get in line at the cantina, because it's the only place to get alcohol Mm -hmm. in Disneyland slash Galaxy's Edge. So we get our cantina reservations, and we got them pretty early, so we decided to just shop before our reservations Mm -hmm. were up. So you can buy friggin' everything, like, so good. Mm -hmm. They have little Ahsoka Tano dolls. They were so cute. Um, I really want to find a Loth Cat stuffed animal. Um, Mm -hmm. For people who don't know, the Loth Cats are in the Rebels Star Wars series. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really cute. Yeah, they have, like, uh, ray jackets, um, Mm -hmm. Jedi robes, like, legit. Not the, you know, brown bathrobes they used to sell. Mm -hmm. Like, legit costume pieces that are so good you're not supposed to wear them in the park. Like down um, like down to the gi. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're more like um like beige shirts that have cool folds, but mm-hmm. they look very nice and stylish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like cool leather belts. I'm definitely getting myself a leather belt mm-hmm. when I go tomorrow cuz I'm going back tomorrow. Hey. hey. Um, but anyway, so yeah, some really good stuff um, shopping-wise. Then we go to the cantina. Um, if you don't like alcohol, there's lots of non-alcoholic options. There's like mm-hmm. a blue milk with a cookie on top, which was interesting. It's called like a Bantu something. No, I don't know what it's called. Bantu is the name of an African empire that I taught about yesterday. It's not what it's called because Star Wars is called Batu. So 
Anyway, I had the Jedi Mind Trick, mm-hmm. which was a very, very nice drink. Tasted like grapefruit. There's one called the Fuzzy Tauntaun, which makes your lips numb when you drink it. It's like literally like you get your glass and it's just like overflowing with bubbles. Um, they do the cool dry ice drinks there mm-hmm. as well, um, where they put the dry ice at the bottom of the drink so it fizzes mm-hmm. with the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of cool stuff. The uh, decor in the cantina is fantastic. They have like alien animatronics all over and mm-hmm. DJ Rex... Um, so Rex from the old Star Tours, before it was C-3PO, mm-hmm. your pilot buddy, um, is your DJ. Which was kind of fun and cute. That. Nice little reappropriation. And after that, uh, I think we went on the Millennium Falcon, which was an experience. Like, so the two things that were, like, experiences were the Falcon and the lightsaber building. Um, mm-hmm. and I didn't do droid building, but it looked kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. it just wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. I probably won't build a droid, but I might build another lightsaber. You know, might do that. Might have to do that. Um, anyway, so Millennium Falcon, the ride has three jobs. Well, um, back up. The line is the experience. Mm-hmm. You walk around like the loading bay and there's like mm-hmm. engine testing in one room. And like we were watching Mr. Future, the animatronic. Mm-hmm. They have an animatronic of the character. Um, so Hondo Onaka is a smuggler character from Rebels who like is on the side of the rebellion, but is really on the side of a prophet. He's kind mm-hmm. of the um, Jack Sparrow of the universe. But he gives you a smuggling mission and you go from there into the like lounge lobby of the Falcon. Um, so you have like the gaming setup, you can take pictures mm-hmm. and it's really cool. And you get your crew and your crew is made up of two pilots, two gunners and two engineers. I've not been a gunner yet. So that's what I'm excited for doing. There's like just so many moments in the smugglers run experience that are like powerful One of them is, like, walking down the corridor that's like, oh my god, this is the corridor that's in the Star Wars films. (laughs) Like, this is where Han and Leia talk. This is where, like, Rey is trying to fix things. Like, it was really emotional. Just like, oh my god, I'm in the Falcon. And then you sit down, and uh, my first time I was the left pilot who gets to take off, which was cool. Um, And so you have to, like, push the takeoff button. And I was like, oh, that feels really cool. They literally, like the video you're lifting up out of Batu, and you go on your mission and you come back in mm-hmm. through Batu. The right pilot is the one who pulls the hyperdrive. And that was my like third time through I got to do right mm-hmm. pilot. And it was just the hyperdrive. The moment of where they're like, all right, right pilot, get us into hyperdrive. And then the, like the bar lights up and you pull the lever. And that is a really cool feeling. Like, I cannot describe to you how cool it feels to launch the Falcon into hyperdrive. Uh, yeah, like, like imagine, like, if you've been to Disneyland or been on Star Tours at any point, like, you know the feeling of going into hyperdrive where mm-hmm. they have the blue lights and the screen and you're sitting in the seat and that's cool. Like, I remember how cool that was when I finally realized mm-hmm. what I was experiencing. It does not compare to being the one to go into hyperdrive and straight up. Like, if you do it too slow, they're going to be like, hey, time is credits. Like, chop, chop, chop. And it's really great. And, um, yeah, uh, that was really cool. When you come in um, at the end of your mission, they total up, like, how much you lost in damages or... And then how much you made on your smuggling run and, like, hopefully you net green. We always did because I'm always really good at my job. Um, here's a great story. Donica's gonna be a little mad that I'm gonna tell it. But, um, so me and, um, my friend Zan did the engineers, and then in front of us are the gunners. One of them is Donica. 
And the other one, I think, was our friend Steffi. And then um, our friends Christine and Justin were in the front seat doing the piloting. So we did, like, okay in terms of money. Like, we netted positive. It was cool. I was really happy with my score as an engineer. Mm-hmm. We walk out. I don't know what you call him. The guy who's there to, like, receive our mission at the end. He's like, hey, engineers, great job. Nice work. Gunner. Yikes. <laughs> Straight to Donica. Uh, she was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess her accuracy was real low. So with gunners, it's interesting. You can do, like, manual targeting, which I hear is very difficult, or automatic targeting, which I guess is a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. I haven't played with that one, so I don't know how it works. The lightsaber experience was really cool, and just, like, all of it adds to the immersions of the park. Like, everywhere you go, they call you, like, oh, like, you've come from off-planet, um, it's not a park, like you're on a planet. When they greet you in the mornings, they say bright suns, and they say rising moons in the evening, and like they say to the spire, um, or the spires, I think there's two spires, and just everyone is 100% in character all the time, there are stormtroopers walking around, I haven't had the chance to watch like the First Order presentation, mm-hmm. where they like bring out the troopers, but I guess there's like a... Kylo Ren comes out and force chokes some commanding officer, as you do when you're a dark Jedi Sith person. Yeah, lightsaber was cool. We waited a long time to get that lightsaber, but um, it was really cool. They, like, give you the whole spiel. If you are a big Star Wars nerd, it is not an accurate spiel, because red crystals are synthetic crystals, and purple crystals don't really exist, but it's fine. And you pick your lightsaber. I chose nature, um, elemental nature, which was cool because it's like the swirly elven looking blade. And I was like, yeah, am I going to lean full femme on this? I am going to lean in full feminine on this. If I get another one, I'll go more classic like Anakin's. They like help you build your lightsaber after they do the whole spiel. You like choose your crystal from this container. Um, and then you build the lightsaber and then they uh, stabilize the crystals. So they like stick it in the thing that connects the handle to the blade. And they twist them, and then um, Yoda's voice comes on and is like, oh, these young Padawans, blah, blah, blah. Something I don't even remember. I was just too excited to be there. (laughs) They have you, like, take hold of your hilt and push your activation button. And so then everyone's lightsabers light up at once in the chamber. And then the chamber, like, pulls back, and you can lift your lightsaber out. And so we're all just, like, standing there like these goofy nerds. Like, I don't know. I'm sure if they go during the day, there's more kids. We were, like the 1130 slot. So we were all adults, full grown people um, holding our lightsabers up. And it was really hard not to just turn to my friend Justin, who was with me and like hit his lightsaber. Like that's the thing you want to do when you hold a lightsaber is just hit people, obviously. (laughs) But I was a very good Padawan in the moment and I held it very reverently like an adult should. Yeah, it's very cool, very immersive, and you can buy uh, crystals and change them out. I'm probably going to buy myself yellow or white, because Ahsoka's hilts are white. Or her blades are white. um, And yellow and green, depending on era. But yeah, it's cool. It's a lot of fun. And 100%, like, worth the ticket price to just go hyperdrive. Like, hot diggity cookies. That's probably a really boring segment, to be quite honest. I feel like me gushing about Star Wars Land is not the most thrilling thing. I'm sure people want to hear it, because, you know, not everybody listening is going to have a chance to go anytime soon. I guess that's fair. Including me. Yeah. 
We'll get you a ticket. <laughs> we'll get you in. <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I feel like there was another piece of Disney news. Oh, yeah. Disney bought Hulu. That's something that we should talk about. Not enough they're going to launch their own streaming service. They now control Hulu. So that's kind of cool. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Trying to make that Thor face. Yeah. Isabel. <laughs> or the Daenerys face. <laughs> <laughs> so over the weekend, we spent some time with our D&D group. And part of what yeah. we did was we played Villainous, which is a Disney board game, which we may or may not have talked about before. We, d- we don't remember. I think we mentioned it, um, but I don't think we like discussed it in detail. Yeah. Well, and this was the second time we played it. And it was nice to have couple other people to teach it to and it's fun when you have a bunch of people yeah i think we should do a video episode where we play but we all have to like slightly dress up and play in character 100 oh, percent that'd be fun be a lot of fun because it came really close with me and uh, lace mm-hmm. playing in character already yeah, <laughs> yeah. As Captain Hook and uh, Prince John. Yeah, I talked a lot about murdering children. It was great. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and Lace talked a lot about collecting the most. She called them gold pieces. They are not. They are just power tokens. But um, she was very into it. <laughs> I, w- I won, by the way. Yes, Brooke won as the Queen of Hearts. Mm-hmm. You you did like chop off people's heads. I did. So it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be very fun, um, especially as we move into the 90s, and there's, like, a lot of 90s villains yeah. and villainous. Well, and now that um, more people that we that we know know how to play it, we can mm-hmm. move into using the expansion pack, um, and their goals are a bit much more complex. More, yeah. I can't tell if the goals are more complex or if they just explain them better in the expansion pack, that's, now that I think about that's it. That's possible. Because Ursula and Captain Hook had very complicated goals that sounded simple. Like, Ursula's goal is yeah. like, oh, be at the shore... No, be at your lair with the crown and the trident. The trident. That seems simple. It's not. Mm-hmm. Captain, Captain Hook. Hook has to defeat Peter Pan at... Jolly Roger, mm-hmm. which is also not simple because you have to, Peter Pan can only be Hangman's Tree, and you have to unlock Hangman's Tree, mm-hmm. which means you have to have the map to do it, and if you don't have the map, you can't do it, and then once you finally get the map, which was at the bottom of my deck, mm-hmm. then you can move Peter to the Jolly Roger after, like, three turns, four turns. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not easy to do. Yeah, but it is a very fun game. Um, You can find it at Target. Once you sit down and play, it's a lot more simple than it sounds when you're reading the rules. Um, There are some... I think it was Geek and Sundry did a, did a how-to video that helped us a lot. Yeah. They, it's actually, it's pretty straightforward once you get into gameplay. Yeah. So, we do highly recommend it if you're a big Disney nerd. Yeah. Maybe... Not if you're Stephanie, who is a princess nerd, but mm-hmm. if you're if you're if you're into the villains at all, then yeah, that, it'll be, yeah, it'll be fun. It's a good game. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. Toy Story is soon. Lion King is soon. Um, we already talked about Aladdin, which just happened. Mm-hmm. So. Next week, we're watching Tron. We're watching Tron. We're watching... Which I, which I guess has animated elements. Yeah. I mean, it's CGI animation. Um, I'm excited for... Okay, so let me explain why I picked Tron. Because I am the one who insisted we do Tron. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because I was in a bar, and there was a TV that plays, like, retro movies. And I look up, and it's like, Walt Disney Pictures. And I was like, what is this? I don't know what this is. And then it was like, Tron. And I was like... 
I've never seen the original Tron. I didn't realize it was Disney. This is totally animation. We're watching it for the podcast. Okay. Uh, that's how that happened. Um, and also, like, I'm really excited because we've been talking about, like, animation and the introduction of CGI. And that's coming up very quickly. Um, we didn't mention it in Fox and the Hound. Some sources say Fox and the Hound is the first computer-generated animation. Disney officially, on their Disney Studios website, says Black Cauldron has the first computer-generated images. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk more about that in, like, a month. But anyways, I think this will be really cool. And I yeah. want to see the digital effects of this film. Yeah, and we haven't seen it. No. So, so we're watching it with someone who has. <laughs> um, you guys might remember Matthew, who guested on a mini-sode. Um, mm-hmm. One of our two mini-sode guests we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is my cousin's husband. Yeah, but I mean, and he watched he watched Robin Hood with us. He just didn't talk on the report. Yeah, <laughs> he was the one who pointed out that the sheriff of Nottingham looks like Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, credit where credit is due. Um, so, so I'm very excited to watch Tron. We are excited to have him back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's something that he said he watched and loved, and was very surprised I hadn't seen it because we were texting about it, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, I've never seen it. I'm really excited." And he was like, he sent me the um, the blinking face gif. The like <laughs> what? <laughs> And is this the first time we've talked about who the guest is before the episode? Yeah, I think it is. I'm okay. just really excited. Yeah. And we're recording it literally in two days, so, like, I'm doubly excited. Cool. Yeah, it'll be good. In the meantime, uh, if you want to contact us, you can email us at right. drawnoutcast at, <laughs> drawnoutcast at gmail.com. Hey, we had two emails this morning when I checked. Hey. You don't know who they were from? Were they from Devlin? They were not from Devlin. They were wow. from Podbean and Twitter. Twitter let me know that you logged in on the Twitter on your phone. Yeah, because I, I deleted the app for a little bit because yeah, I was fine. having some feelings. You, <laughs> you're allowed to do that. But every time you re-log in, I get a notification okay. in our email, which I assume is you. I hope it's you. Yeah. But yeah, so we had two emails this week. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, and you can join our Facebook group, Drawn Out Chats. Also follow our Twitter. Oh, perfect. Uh, at Drawn Out Cast. Our Instagram is at Drawn Out Cast. You can find Chase on the Drawn Out stuff. Yeah. And you can find me at Brooke Mimi. Oh, dude, I totally didn't even talk about the app. The Galaxy's Edge app, you can do cool stuff like claim bases for the Resistance or the First Order. And there's a spy running around for the Resistance that you can meet. And, like, you could talk to her and help her. Or you could rat her out to Stormtroopers. And, like... Dang. It's a whole immersive experience. And, yeah, I'm real, real, real excited to go again tomorrow. Cool. And um, with- and with, with that, that, this has been a drawn out closing. A drawn out mini, so that's for sure. This podcast is in no way affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its subsidiaries. The views expressed in this podcast by its hosts and its guests belong solely to those people and are not in any way representative of Disney nor any of our employers. Thanks for listening.